Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, April 19, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, first, there's some obvious stuff on the docket today. We got some follow through. Follow through from what? Follow through from 435.65, a pound the table important number. We're going to come back to that in a second. We're also going to come back to what the market is doing in this area on this chart. But what we're also going to do today in this video is something a little more unconventional. We're going to call it intuitive trading. It's a made up term. I just made it up. I'm going to add a definition to it and an explanation to it in a few moments. Stand by. It has to do with yesterday's low. Back to the assessment of the daily chart. Okay, fair enough. So we were looking for some kind of a low. We had a low. We had a higher low. We're looking for another higher low. Have we seen that higher low? For now, we can say we've seen a higher low. We had follow through today, but the market isn't necessarily what we would call in technical terms out of the woods. So here's what we mean about the woods. Here, you have basically a channel, and this channel creates a bear flag kind of pattern, a bearish wedge pattern, some kind of non-bullish pattern. Now, the bullish case is you had a pullback into support, you're going to have another leg higher. The bear case is you're building energy while making this bearish pattern in this channel. So have you broken out of this channel? Today, you're about broken out of the channel. It's not really official. It's not really all the way out. But today was a very positive update, unless it's a real fake-out operation sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew you're going to break out of the channel and trade up into this gap, into these moving averages, 448, 449, the big fat round number of 450, the 100 period moving average, all that's on the table, obviously, if this is another higher low. So here's another way to look at this. Is the market finished going down or did they just run a test of the top of the channel? Well, here's one way to look at it. I do look at it this way. So over the last several days, while the market was going back and forth, creating this channel, they came into a very important number that we did pound the table on a number of times saying, hey, this is unfinished business. So by the way, on a side note, in the lazy swing trader, we did buy the market down there around 435.65, just a little bit higher yesterday, right after they established the low. More on that later with the intuitive trading stuff. So what I'm saying here is that the market had every opportunity to break down. Instead, they hovered over the number, they hovered over the number, they did it for four days essentially, three to four days they came into the number, then remember yesterday, late in the day, they ran that kooky retest. Remember the 10-minute chart we looked at yesterday? This is a kooky retest into the end of the day, and then they took off to the upside with follow-through today. They were double-checking the number. 
How else can we look at it? Here's another way to look at it. Here's an hourly chart. The first hour of today, this is the candle closing at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is a bona fide breakup candle. There was institutional participation in that candle. Look at the volume in that candle, which was right around, let's say, over 12 million shares in that candle as compared to all the other candles of the recent, meaning past and forward now. We can see that as a standout candle that tells us there was at least some institutional participation. It's a reversal candle. It's a breakup candle. It had volume behind it. That's important information to know. So when we go back to the daily chart and I say they had an opportunity to break down, rather than breaking down, they ran one more test late in the day of an important number. This was yesterday. They took off to the upside. They had follow through today. They had a chance to break down. They decided not to. So here's what's taught in the course Lazy E-mini trader. This is one of the many things. The same energy that they were building, which would ultimately go lower out of a bear flag pattern, for example, well, that energy, rather than going lower, released in the southern direction, is now being released in the northern direction. Same energy, you're going to get a robust rally from that if that concept holds true. You got the start of it today, at least. Just taking a peek at the weekly chart, it's only Tuesday. This really only matters upon the weekly close. But look where we are. So you've got the 50 and 20 period moving average. They're above the others. So the trend essentially is still up from a long-term perspective. You have the weekly breakup candle, defense, institutional participation, all that stuff. We talked about that. But what happens if by the end of the week, for example, Friday's close, they close back above all the moving averages. What am I going to be saying? What are we going to be thinking? They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. That is, in fact, the dominant thing. I don't know where they're going to close the week, but they're not that far away from even the 20-period moving average. And at present, they're above the 50-week moving average. Of note, food for thought, sticky note stuff, put it aside. On this daily chart, they tried to fill a gap a few days earlier. They missed by a lot, and they fell away. What's going to happen the next time they go to fill this gap? And the gap I'm talking about is 447.57. It's a give or take. Whatever the number ends up being, it's 447.50 to 60. We'll call it that. You have moving averages right above that. They can certainly spike it. But having come up short, and the next time up, a lot of times they just blow right through that gap. We don't know that will happen. There's moving averages. In fact, the convergence of moving averages above that gap, that has a tendency to also be magnetic and draw price in. That convergence is at 448.52. If you get another follow-through day, that's where you're going to find the market. What's the other side? You wake up Wednesday morning, it's falling apart. There's a lot of red on the screen. They're trading lower. Where's that number where it starts to look like and it actually starts to fall apart? You don't want to see, meaning you if you're bullish, the bulls do not want to see price below 441.30. That's far away from where the closing price was today, but that's an important spot 
They can certainly go back and forth. In fact, they do go back and forth. We're still seeing wider swings in both directions. So expect that to continue, but that's a really important spot. 441.30, if you see price begin to close candles from an intraday perspective, below 441.30, the bulls are no longer in control of the tape. Now, what was that intuitive trading stuff all about? Okay, let's open the commode on that. So there's a difference between having a product slash service, a process that has to be operated within and for that product and service. And then there's the next step beyond that when you're a subscriber slash member of that service. Sometimes you say using your intuitive nature, using logic, using common sense, you say, what's David been saying in the videos for the last several days? We're looking for a low. We're looking for a turn. This is an important week. It could be Tuesday. It could be Thursday. We'll split the difference and say Wednesday. We said that last week. So I said it in a number of different ways what I thought the market was going to do. Doesn't mean it's going to do it. It just means that's what I thought it was going to do. And then we put a number on it and said 435.65 is a really important spot. And then you start to see what happens around that spot. And then I'm already in a swing trade in the SPY. We bought it a little bit higher, thinking they were going to get a turn there, but leaving dry powder for two more buys, completely aware that the market might not have been done going down. So that was okay. We're looking for a bigger trade. We're not looking for two points. So if the market was going to go down lower, I had an exact number in mind. Once the market hit that number, an alert went out. And therefore, yesterday was the second buy for the lazy swing trader in the S&P or SPY options trade. Now, here's where the intuitive stuff comes in. A, do you have to be for a directional trade? And a directional trade is this. I'm looking for a turn in the market. I'm looking for another lower high. That's a directional trade on the market. So it's going to apply because we say it's all the same market. It's going to apply to the Qs, it's going to apply to the IWM, it's going to apply to the Dow, it's going to apply to all the products that track all those indices. So you can choose for yourself to be more or less aggressive based on what I put out there as a trade. I wanted to put out an options trade to gain some leverage in the market, so I put out an options trade on the SPY. Could you have traded SSO, which is two times leverage the SPY? Yes, you could. Could you have traded the Qs? Yes. Could you have bought a different strike price? Could you have bought a different expiration? Well, I don't love that one, but yes, anything goes when it's a directional trade. You didn't have to know exactly what I just told you yesterday, but if you know it now, you're good for the future. A directional trade is, I want to put a trade on the board. What I'm doing is, I'm putting a line in the sand saying, hey, I'm going of record saying, here's a trade think the market's going to turn, putting my money where my mouth is. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, a lot of ways to take this trade. Case in point, folks that have been around a long time, folks that are members of the Lazy Swing Trader that have been watching my videos for a long time, they did it their own way. Some of them bought nearer dated options. Some of them took on more risk. Some of them 
took the profit already and put it in their pocket. Some of them don't want to be in a trade for several days or even a couple of weeks. Some were happy with what they got today, playing a more risky setup or situation. But they knew it was a directional trade. They took what I said. They took the trade on the board. They said, okay, he's playing for the market to bounce. Fair enough. If that's going to happen, I can do it any which way I want. How much risk you take becomes trader's choice. All I'm doing is trying to help you understand, A, what I'm thinking, B, how to read the situation as best as we can, and most importantly, C, how to think for yourself. That's how you're going to win in this business. So guess what? Who were the real winners, the absolute winners on this trade? They're the folks that missed the first trade either by choice or signed up after the fact, meaning the first SPY option trade, meaning call option buy. They ended up buying it yesterday. They're in the catbird seat. That's fair enough. Good for them. Let's see what happened today inside the numbers. We'll run through the commentary and then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. It's turnaround Tuesday. After a rally attempt overnight at zero dark 30, they were just hanging around above our important number. Speaking of which, let's get right down to them. 435.65 is still important, but it's no longer unfinished business. After reaching it and bouncing, retesting and bouncing, being down there again really isn't a good sign for the bull case. That was my thought process in the early going. The bulls would like to open the session above 438, which gives them a head start on some unfinished business up north. Yep, 440 is another piece of unfinished business from the northern part of the chart. Now, for now, at the end of the day, it seems like a long time ago, but this is at zero dark 30, and they weren't even close to 440 yet. Let's say the bull take control and get above 440. What's the next spot of interest? Well, it's magnetic and the beginning of an overhead resistance zone. More on that as needed, when needed, meaning later on after the opening bell. What about the other side? What if they're below 438? Well, the door opens for another test of 435.65, yada, yada, yada. We didn't need that. They didn't do that. But you have to know both sides. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So now by 9 o'clock, we're narrowing things down a little bit. If they're going to fall, we have two numbers, same two numbers from yesterday, 435.65, 435.65, 433. If above 438, the door opens for 440 and more. We'll get to the more in a few minutes. Get a visual under our belt. Here's a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. The middle line depicts 438. Let me just explain this because it's important if you're a chart enthusiast like myself. So the opening print was below, 437.83. Okay, fair enough. They run up and they get right above 438. The second five-minute candle of the day, the closing price, 438.02. There's a hint. They're playing with it. They're testing it. They're retesting it. But upon the candle close, they just happen to be miraculously above by two pennies. Now, 440 was unfinished business because, as you can see yesterday, they never hit it. It was supposed to be hit. They didn't do it. They came back down, created unfinished business, They went and got it today. As soon as they hit it, they pulled back a little bit in this candle. Then they continued on. When they immediately continue on, A, 
they came close to the unfinished business yesterday. It's like a gap. So the next time up, they're unlikely to stop there. They're going to keep going. The destination's going to be somewhere else. Well, let's go back to the commentary and find out just where that other destination might be. So by 9.34, no change to the magnets, 4.40, and if they can get going, it's 4.41.30. That was an important number, and they blew right through it, only stopping there for like a couple of minutes. I'm going to scroll up, read the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts to double-check the work. There was an aggressive short on the board for aggressive traders only. It didn't really work. They only stopped there for a few minutes. I think there were a couple of traders in the live room that might have had some successful scalps in there. But nevertheless, they continued up. If it's wrong, they're going to run to 443.35. And there, you can see, was more of a destination-ish type of thing today as they kind of hung around 433.35 above and below it for a good chunk of the day. And we're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. The basic bottom line today is they're going to take care of some unfinished business if they're above 438. So that was the bull case. Once they kept going, they just kept going. It turned into a trend day. So either a trader is already long for that ride, has taken the ride and taken profits, becomes a spectator, or was just a spectator because you can't just hop on indiscriminately unless you were able to get in early in the day. That's just the kind of tape it was. What about stocks on the move? Two didn't hit their price objectives, they're off the board. We're gonna take a look at Travelers and X-Ray. And as you know, when the market is in bull mode, it takes a lot of the early opportunity away as things get into early float mode. But we still got our fill of opportunity. The first one we'll look at is X-Ray. It opened below the first number, but above the second number. So as you can see in the first five-minute candle of the day, the low happens to be 41.40. That was the second number posted on the board at zero dark 30. And what did they do? They ripped back up to the first number, came into the second again, then ripped back up above the first number. The numbers work. That's the takeaway. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. By the way, Take notice, that was a pretty good haircut, down 14, 15, 16%. You pinpoint the number. Who does that? We do that. Same routine on Travelers. Travelers wasn't close when the opening bell rang. It actually started to go higher. It was already at 183.52 just at the open in the morning. And then guess what? It finally came in within just 10 minutes to the number posted on the board at zero dark 30. 176.80, they spike it, they provide the minimum required base hit. Then, as you can see, later in the day, what do they do? Come into the second number and provide another base hit. You got it, the numbers work, and how do you like them apples? Second target achieved on Norwegian Cruise and CLH. This is also for the lazy swing traders needed to just slip that in. Camp IWM, what's going on? Well, they're still working on the higher low. That's what we've been discussing. Are they going to recapture these moving averages? We'll see what happens tomorrow. There's a gap above. It was missed before. The high print here is 202.37. 
the gap or closing price of this candle is 202.99. So next time back up, is it likely or unlikely they just stop at the gap, turn around and go back down? They can. That's certainly possible. If in fact the market is weak and everything is bearish, that's going to probably be the case. But under normal garden variety conditions, they're going to want to get into this gap, back above that moving average, the 20 period moving average, and visit another place. Remember, our concept was higher low, low, higher low, higher low, and one more time they try and rally. That was the concept that is the concept. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Monster day, finally, in recovery mode, they've got a rescue operation going, they want to get into those moving averages, they closed above this last line of defense, if you will, which was a breakdown candle high that would have kept a cap on the bear case. If they couldn't get above that, it would have kept the bear case alive for lower lows. Instead, we have a higher low in place. They got above at least the most recent breakdown candle high. Now they can work into these moving averages and the next breakdown candle high. That's the way the market works. That's what's going on here. Monster day, that's a reversal. We've got some defense going around by Irene. So guess what? From a weekly chart perspective, what happens if, for example, intro week, they run up into these moving averages, they can't get through, they start turning back down, Friday they close below the moving averages, what are we going to say? We're going to say they ran a test of the moving averages, and if they can't get above them, it's still bearish and in a downtrend, watch out below. That will be the case if they cannot recapture the moving averages, or at least until they recapture the moving averages from the weekly chart perspective. The folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people, same conversation as the SPY, looking for a higher low. We had a lower low here, so it's not exactly the same look, but doesn't change what's going on. We're looking for a recapture right now with a 50-day moving average and to get out of this bearish thing, this bearish channel, same as the SPY. They're almost out, but they're not really out really need to get out of that channel in order to wipe this bearish energy potential off the table. How about the financials? We had a follow-through day. Remember, 36.67, they hit it yesterday, they bounced off of it, follow-through today. Any trader that took that trade should have profits in their pocket. You got a buck in a day out of XLF. That's a pretty good return. The rest would be a risk-free, emotionless trade. I'm not saying I put this trade out officially for the lazy swing trader. All I'm saying is we talked about 36.67, and I know when I do that, some traders take it upon themselves. They take the initiative to take the trade. I'm telling you to book some profit. That's all. Smash mouth, rescue operation, again, same thing. They just need to really one more day or break out above this bearish pattern that they're making, if they can, one more solid up day would really change the complex. It would change the makeup of the chart. Right now, it wouldn't really be a shocker to go back down, but one more follow-through day, and it really does look like a bona fide rescue operation. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode 
of common sense market analysis.